This podcast is brought to you by Bet Rivers. Download the Bet Rivers app from the App Store or Google Play Store. Must be 21. Available in Ohio only. Void where prohibited. Terms and conditions apply. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler. Sports gaming is provided in partnership with Dayton Real Estate Ventures, LLC, DBA, Hollywood Gaming at Dayton Raceway. If you're a tennis fan, you'll love betting weekly game bet match on the Bet Rivers Network. Whether you're a better or just love tennis, you'll enjoy the in depth analysis each week of the tennis calendar. Subscribe to Game Bet Match today from your favorite podcast provider. Match day one of the UEFA Champions League kicks off this week as 32 teams start a journey they hope will end at Wembley on June the 1st. Along the way, we'll be providing the best analysis and picks aiming for a profitable season on the continental stage. This is Betting Weekly Extra Time Champions League edition. You're with Dan Roebuck and alongside me, three of the best bettors around to talk you through the Tuesday and Wednesday cards across Europe on the crew this week. RJ Wilwhite and Steve West. Steve, we tend to think that the group stages usually go as the betting suggests in terms of the teams that qualify for the knockout stages. But there are some brilliant games in the group stages. There are some upsets. There are some surprises. Do you think that they are more likely on match day one or later on in the qualification process? Well, good day to you, Dan. Uh, Good day, Will and RJ as well. Exciting times, match day one, the Champions League. Uh, I think it's a really tough competition. The books are usually really sharp here. Um, you know, there's there were several... You know me, I, I like an overs bet. Um, hint, I've not actually got an overs bet, uh, official one for this show, because the the lines, I think, have been really a bit too high in general. Um, I wanted to get involved in, with some, some other ones. But in terms of your, your original question there, Dan, this is probably the round, isn't it? If if there's going to be some shocks, this is the one. Either that or match day six, where you get positions where teams that don't need to win, etc. But um, yeah, look, I just think it's such, it's a real challenge. You've got to look at each injury match, each match individually. Work out where there's a bit of value. Work out where your confidence is. But yeah, I am certainly on the lookout for some surprises in this match day one round. It's a bit like last weekend. I said. Um, you know, it's a difficult time after the international break and the transfer. So this is this is a dangerous period for, for battles. I was trying to talk up the qualifiers when we had the third round qualifiers and the playoff qualifiers, saying that there's plenty of money flying around. Uh, and Will suggested to me that that might not be true, which I took on board. But when it comes to the Champions League proper, Will, and the group stages, I mean, in terms of handling your experience here, is it is it bigger than the Premier League? Is it... Um, not quite Premier League level. Is there significant money in Asia worldwide? How do you see it in terms of, you know, strong market, strong liquidity? Yeah, well, we said on the last show, didn't we, how we were looking forward to the qualification stages being over and moving into the group stage proper. Um, it's it's kind of like betting on a similar level to Premier League. Yeah, limits are, are similar in Asia uh, to the high-profile Premier League games. Um, even during the group stage, which would probably put it higher than the other domestic European leagues. So, um, so yeah, there are some big groups out there looking to have big stakes on these games. And uh, we should see some interesting market moves, that's for sure. Yeah, that is going to be interesting between now and kickoff on Tuesday and Wednesday. We are a USA-facing show, of course. Um, where does the Champions League rank stateside, RJ? Because on the face of it, obviously big teams and a lot of US fans will be following certain teams certainly 
you know, the Man- well, the Manchester United, maybe not so much these days, but certainly mm. the Man Cities and the Bayern Munichs and the Real Madrid and so on and so forth. I always think the timings, I'm not quite sure if they're great stateside because it's midweek and it's during the day. Um, what's the handle like in America? What's the interest like in America for, for, for betters? Yeah, I mean, so for me, I'm, I'm in the Northeast, so it's, it's, there's a pretty heavy uh, soccer following up here. Uh, the timing isn't great, to be truthful, uh, be, because it's typically around 3 p.m. kickoffs on a Tuesday and Wednesday. And, you know, uh, I feel like myself, you have you have full time jobs as well. It's it's kind of challenging to just get the the viewership, even though, you know, I know a lot of people take half days or, or plan a, plan accordingly. Kind of just like the March Madness basketball tournament. Right. A lot of people take that time off. And I do think a lot of people do focus on this tournament, especially in the. Uh, in the later stages, but even in the group stage, uh, I think the viewership's pretty strong typically. And I think the timing could be better, but it is what it is. And it'll, it aligns for that PM start in, in Europe. Right. So. Yeah, certainly a little bit easier maybe than the lunchtime kickoffs in England when it comes to the Premier League and stateside betters and fans are getting up at silly o'clock in the morning to uh, <laughs> to watch the games. Uh, shout out as well for our Champions League Futures show that's up on YouTube as well. Uh, we did it shortly after the groups were announced and it details picks across a whole manner of markets, including the outright winner group winners qualification and top scorers are plenty to get stuck into there ahead of match day one kicking off which is Tuesday and Wednesday we're going to tackle Tuesday cards first of all um, this is an earlier kickoff stage like 12.45 Eastern Milan against Newcastle here um, I did this running order sort of last night and then I tweaked it again this morning and I've just looked across at the Bet Rivers prices and they're slightly different again now Milan are plus 160 Newcastle at the minute plus 170 um, it's an interesting one, Will, because we talked about this with Daniele and uh, myself and Daniele were saying, well, surely Milan have got to be favourites here. And you were saying, well, there might be a bit of a surprise here because the Asia money might come for Newcastle. And they're not favourites just yet, but what's your take in terms of how close that market will be come kickoff in Milan? Yeah, interesting talking about market dynamics. Um, I think these days we're seeing money coming earlier. Um, I think uh, it used to be the case that kind of everyone would hold their horses until day of game. Then you'd see the big market moves. But I think the markets are sharpening up. We're seeing bigger moves um, before day of game. And this is this is one of those money has come from Newcastle, as I predicted on the Futures show. Um, and I think if it came to uh, the draw no bet market, which is the current main Asian line, I'd be starting to get interested in Milan. At current prices, um, I agree with Daniele and yourself. I don't think Newcastle should be favourites, but I wouldn't be surprised to see them go off favourites here. Um, you have not got a money line pick for this game, but you have got a play. Will, uh, what's the best bet when it comes to the fixture at San Siro? Yeah, I've uh, I've also previously said on these shows that um, often the best bets are um, the most uncomfortable. And I, and I think given the proliferation of attacking football and attacking output across Europe, I think betting anything on the unders line is quite uncomfortable these days. Um, And my bet here is on under 2.75 goals at minus 105. Um, Money has also come from the unders. So I think the current line is under two and a half plus 105. I wouldn't put anyone off getting involved at those prices either. Um, Overall, I just think it's match day one in the group of death. um, And I think teams are likely to be cautious, particularly these two in this group, perhaps not the uh, the PSG Dortmund tie, two very attacking teams there. Um, Eddie Howe tends to be quite pragmatic away from home. He sets up uh, quite defensively, looking to hit teams on the break, 
It's exactly how he played in the 1-0 away defeat to City earlier this season. Um, the last four Premier League matches, there's been a total average of 2.18 expected goals generated in Newcastle's games, which is which is quite low. Um, and I can also see Milan being quite cautious here after they were battered by Inter in the derby. Um, in last season's uh, Champions League, uh, Milan, over their 12 games, they had eight unders and four overs, including a 1-0 and 0-0 against Spurs in the round of 16. Um, but the biggest factor here for my bet is UEFA have said that they won't be following FIFA's directive on additional time here. We've seen um, eight, nine, up to 10 minutes of additional time being given at the end of the second half and similarly large numbers at the end of the first half across Europe. But Zvonovir Boban, uh, chief of football for UEFA, has come out and branded these uh, these directives as absolutely absurd. And um, it looks like they won't be uh, directing referees to account for that additional time in the Champions League, Europa League and Conference League this season. So I think that automatically gives a slight reduction in goal expectancy. I think the markets got carried away with the higher goal expectancies in domestic leagues across Europe. Uh, and I don't think that's necessarily going to carry through to the Champions League, particularly in a match, in match day one, group of death, draw no bet handicap. Um, as I said before, the price has shortened already, but I still do like the under two and a half goals plus 105. Although I am on the under 2.75 myself at a better price. Uh, under 2.75 goals is the pick from Will. Just on that, very quickly from Steve to RJ. Steve, uh, to you first, is, is it going to be one of those things where uh, we'll wait to see it until we believe it when it comes to the, those added on time minutes. It's like we're, we're going to watch the, this first game. This is a 12.45 Eastern kickoff. And if the ball goes up with two or three minutes at the end of it, then suddenly there's going to be a rush for unders for the rest of the midweek card. Yeah, I think, I believe, yeah, I'm not sure I will believe it. Um, but UEFA do like to go rogue, don't they? So I think they might want to prove a point to FIFA here that you can still... Yeah, we're sort of better than you with our ideas. Um, I actually quite like this under, and the reason is, like Will said, Eddie Howe in these games when they're perceived as an underdog, which they are, in my opinion, still seen as the dog in this game, even though the odds might not suggest it by kickoff. He goes on the back foot. He time wastes a lot. They're not a great watch, Newcastle, actually, in big games, you know. Really, it's quite a boring team. Um, he'll, he'll play for a point here, so I think there is actually a, a case for unders. And, and just to RJ on, on this, it, it is the group of death, obviously. And I know you've got a, a pick in the PSG Dortmund game that we're going to get to very quickly. But it's almost like because, you know, four big teams, four teams expected to go deep into the competition, potentially given the money around with all of the clubs and the prestigious of the clubs. Is it a case of just don't want to lose the first game? Is that is that going to be in their mindset a little bit? Yeah, I think so. I think that they could be stated for almost all these matches, right, in the first leg. Uh, but, yeah, to, to Will's point, I, I it's a good shout-out. I did have a mention of that uh, that time uh, or UEFA was deviating from that uh, FIFA ruling for, for the added time. So that's a, that's a good shout-out, Will. Um, but, yeah, I, th I think to your point, it's um, this does look like an uncomfortable play, to, to be honest, in, in my opinion. Uh, but like you say, sometimes that could be the best best wager. And I expect a lot of unders to come in. Uh, to be fair, in the, in this first leg. And I'm not a big unders guy at all. In fact, I'm not an unders guy, but I think you have to start looking at that uh, in these tournaments for sure. So um, I, I like where you're going. Uh, we're expecting overs in uh, the next game. We're going to look at Paris Saint-Germain, uh, Borussia Dortmund. I see, see the line on the, on the Bet River site is, is over three and a half. Uh, they expect more 
uh, money at the over-unders at three and a half and under two and over two and a half. Um, over three and a half is plus 118 at the moment. Uh, but you've gone to the prop markets, uh, RJ, uh, for this one. Paris Saint-Germain are the favourites at minus 134 or thereabouts. Dortmund plus 335. There's been one or two tweaks um, when it comes to the prices. But to just detail your bet here because we're not money line. We're not overs and unders. We've gone to the side markets. Yeah, so <clears throat> as we stated in, in the Champions League here, it's, it's, it's difficult. Uh, or you have to really look deep to find value. And um, I try not to overthink these plays. You know, you, you could look at recent form domestically. Does it always translate? It doesn't. Uh, you'd look at strength of schedule, maybe how they're playing domestically and how that aligns to the Champions League schedule. But I've had success last Champions League with the prop market. I think that's where you find the most edge, in my opinion. So where I'm looking at here in the in the PSG versus Dortmund match is shots on target over 9.5 at plus 112. Uh, PSG is currently fifth in the league one table, coming off a pretty shock loss, I guess one would say, against Nice, although Nice is not, you know, no slouches this year. Uh, Dortmund currently seventh in the Bundesliga table. However, there's seven teams, including them, with just one win away from, from jumping to that top spot, obviously with the goal. Uh, goal differential coming into play. They're coming off a 4-2 win against Freiburg over the weekend. Uh, you look at the PSG roster over the summer, right? They lost Messi, Neymar, Verratti, to name a few. Um, Dortmund, you know, could argue got a little bit stronger. Um, they have not progressed, however, past the quarter final stage since 2012. And obviously, as you stated, the group of death, right? Milan, Newcastle, it's a tough, it's a tough spot for them. But looking at the prop market, not overthinking it, right? Straight strategic driven selection. Uh, shots over their last 25 matches in their respective home and away spots, that is domestic and tournament matches, uh, average around 25 shots total, right? But where I'm looking at is the shots on target. PSG average 9.43 to be exact shots on target in at home and Dortmund on the road around 11.5 shots per match. Uh, and they have waste spots. We got a surprise visitor there, Steve. Um, so <laughs> on average, we're looking at around 10, 10.5, 10.6 shots on target between both these both these teams in their respective home and away spots. So when I saw the shot on target at 9.5 at plus money, I looked at this as a value option, an option that I think could come through. I mean, in the first round, yes, teams are going to play a little bit more reserved. That's why I didn't really back a total here. But teams are going to go for it. They have the talent. They have the ability um, and this just looks like a good selection at plus money. Uh, over nine and a half shots on target, plus one, one, two in the Paris Saint-Germain Dortmund game. Uh, Lazio Atletico Madrid next up again Tuesday. Uh, this is 3 p.m. as is the Paris Saint-Germain game. Incidentally, just that Newcastle game. That's the early kickoff um, for our Tuesday plays. Um, and Will, we've got to pick it in this one. I mean, uh, Lazio got off to an awful start in Serie A. Uh, Atleti, we thought were going to be something a bit different and a bit better in La Liga, but um, they were well beaten at the weekend by Valencia, much much to Rory's annoyance in our head-to-head challenge. Talk us through your play here. I'm going unders again. Um I, I do I do like backing unders around the level ball handicap, um, particularly in this kind of setup where again match day one in uh, in a group where we've got two likely contenders for top spots. Um, I think both teams um, they will be going for the win, obviously, but I think both teams may take uh, may take a point here. 
as Dan mentioned, uh, Lazio, they're not very inspiring, uh, especially attackingly. They've generated an average of 1.17 xG so far in Serie A. Despite winning away at Napoli, that win was slightly undeserved. Um, they only generated 0.87 um, xG, attacking xG in that game. Obviously, we know about Simeone. We know about his defensive uh, reputation. Although I would argue this has been changing over the last couple of seasons. Um, total XG in Atletico Madrid domestic La Liga games last season was 2.95 and 2.92 so far this season. So it seems that they, uh, Simeone is adopting a, a more kind of fluid attacking approach. He's got the weapons to do that. Although um, for this tie, um, Atleti will be suffering from, from some quite significant injury news. Uh, they've lost Koke very influential midfielder, and during the international break, they lost Rodrigo de Paul, who is another very, very important piece of that midfield. So it looks like they'll probably be starting with Barrios, Llorente, and Saul here in midfield, which is which is not particularly inspiring. Um, and so I, I think maybe we'll see Simeone prioritize defensive solidity here. I think... Um, I think when it comes to Lazio, we've talked about their uh, their weak attacking underlying numbers so far this season. Um, they also lost Milenkovic Savage in the off season, uh, Savage in the off season, which which I think has has contributed towards these uh, lower underlying attacking numbers. I, overall, I think this is far more likely to go under two and a half than over two and a half. I can see uh, one nil either way or or a one all. I did originally lean at Letty on the Asian handicap on the uh, on the draw no bets line, but the but the injuries are putting me off, and so I think uh, I probably steer away from that now. Although maybe a slight slight lean for Letty still. I just say, I just say that De Paul injury. I was quite in the Atletico Madrid camp for this game as well, but they massively missed him against Valencia. I thought he's actually a heck of a player. Yeah. Um, I remember my own club Leeds were were linked with him under Marcelo Bielsa. And I think, you know, Bielsa recognises a good talent, doesn't he? He's a fantastic player. And, um, you know, for my own group bet, I'm obviously cheering on Atletico here. But um, I'll take a draw if he offered it to me now. It could well be a nil-nil. So, um, yeah, I mean, um, you know, it's like uh, these unders are certainly uh, hitting around the show right now. It's like, um, are, are you Nigel Seeley in disguise, Will? And <laughs> if you, I, think even, I think even RJ's got an under. <laughs> the show hasn't sure, yeah. so uh, it's like what's going on in this overs unders debate um it's like it's hard to argue isn't it here this really does have um the feeling of a tense tight tight fixture uh, yeah I, yeah totally agree steve sorry dan i, I totally agree with de Paul. uh he had a bit of a slow start at Aleti, but at the end of the day he's starting midfielder in that argentina world cup winning team and he does a lot of work in that Aleti midfield which is which is a vast part of their um of their setup, and, and it's going to be completely revamped midfield for this tie. So, um, yeah, not particularly uh, keen on the over or, or, or really Atleti in, in this game. Uh, this is my DePaul stat for you. Um, last season, sorry about this, chaps. Um, matches with DePaul, percentage win 56%, matches without him 55%. Doesn't appear to be that much difference there. Just thought I'd park that one for you. Mm. Let's move on. Shakhtar versus Porto. <laughs> uh, RJ's got a selection for us uh, in this one. Uh, this game being played in Germany, look, there's going to be a lot of support, as we know, uh, for Shakhtar, but it, we're going to find out a, a little bit about how much they're going to be able to use that 
um, over the course of the, the Champions League group stages. They need to get off to a good start, obviously. Porto are the favourites here on, on the money line, minus 129 last that I looked. And we'll have um, uh, prices, of course, on, on the screens that are more up to date, potentially. But um, again, um, uh, we're looking at unders here. RJ, talk us through the pick. Yeah, so those who know me know I never take unders, but here I am drinking the unders Kool-Aid. And um, there's good reason Nigel for Nigel Celia's got to everybody. Someone has had a word in his that, ear. That, re- that his... ridiculous video of him at Canva Sands that he pretends <laughs> that he's in Greece. But anyway, yeah, on, yeah he's, been, uh, he's been in the water there. I saw that video. It was a good video, Nigel. But uh, honestly, this is a tough one. I... Uh, he... Definitely thought about this a few different ways. Obviously, they travel from Ukraine uh, due to obvious obvious circumstances to Hamburg. It's around a thousand mile flight, sixteen hundred kilometers, if I'm not mistaken. So it's obviously a bigger trip than what they would normally wouldn't have to travel. So that's a that's a interesting uh, stat there. And they're currently sitting at the top of the Ukrainian Premier League table. They got quite a cushion. They're dominating almost all their matches. Although they did have a one nil win over the weekend where their head coach was basically stating that they weren't even prepared for that match and they were already looking ahead at Porto. So he was a little disappointed by that. Porto's currently sitting in second place in the Premier League table in Portugal. We have the Portuguese goalkeeper, Diogo, Diogo Costa, who's kept four clean sheets in his last six UCL appearances, four wins, one draw, one loss. And and Porto's last 11 Champions League matches, uh, only three of those has seen both teams to score. So looking at this from a from a statistical perspective, um, basically why one of the reasons why I, I selected this match is because Porto just simply have very tight, uh, very they're very keen on just sort of scraping out of matches with a, a one nil, two nil type win. Uh, you, you look at you, Shakhtar's home matches over the last seven. They've only allowed two goals, and this is in the Ukrainian Premier League, nonetheless. They've only scored over two goals in three out of those matches. They've scored three once. But Porto on the road, the coach was pretty happy over the weekend, right? They kept a clean sheet against Estrella, which was one of the first times on the road all season they have. But I expect that trend to continue. And at over 2.5, I mean, sorry. Under 2.5 at plus 116. See, I'm used to talking about See, so you're Look at me. Saying. I'm saying. So looking at under 2.5 goals at plus 116, a very nice number in my opinion. I, I think I think Shaitar's got the capability of getting on the board. I, I find it unlikely due to the fact of that they're not at home. Uh, they're in a neutral venue. I just I really like this. I could see a one nil, two nil type win for Porto. Come out clean head back home and really take care of business back in Portugal. Uh, last one for the Tuesday games, defending champions, uh, Manchester City, three, o- uh, 3 o'clock Eastern against Venezuela for the hipsters out there. Um, just looking at the latest prices here, City minus 3335, not minus 2,500, which is what I put initially. It must be one of the shortest price favourites we've ever seen on a Champions League card. Steve, you've got, you've got the pick in this. I don't know if Will can run any numbers for us in terms of how short we've had short ones in group stages. But Steve, talk us through your pick here. Yeah, um, I, I, I kind of apologise a bit here. Both of my two main picks are really, really boring. Some <laughs> might call them square plays, actually. Um, if the winning I mean, picks, I don't think it's going to matter. Well, I know, mm. I know. Um, you know, it's hardly... You hardly need to be Mystic Meg to predict that Manchester City are going to win this game of football. But I am taking them on a on a rather big 
Asian handicap of minus three. Now, it's not often that even I would delve into to this sort of territory, but I, I think there's a massive chance of a, of a blowout. For a start, I'd be shocked if, if Red Star actually score a goal. Man, Man City to keep a clean sheet is my is uh, I mean both teams to score no is minus one sixty seven, which is effectively City to keep a clean sheet, isn't it? And um, yeah, I wouldn't want to put off people there back in that. But their team total line is is over three and a half goals at minus one twenty. But I think the minus three Asian is slightly better because if it did end three nil, you'd get the push. I've always said with betting that the key isn't necessarily the winners you have; it's avoiding losers. Pushes, mm-hmm. half losers can be very, very important in the long term. And, um, you know, Manchester City winning by three goal margin exactly here is, is is certainly very, very possible. But if you look back at the group stages last year, they beat FC Copenhagen 5-0. In the knockouts, they beat Leipzig 7-0 here at home. Um, even beat Bayern Munich 3-0 and, and they smashed Real Madrid. You know, Red Star, I think, are probably one of the weakest teams in the Champions League group stages. Um yeah, they've qualified automatically for this due to the coefficient being quite decent for the nation. But the last time they were in the Champions League group stage, they they took some batterings. Um, you know, I think 5-0 against Spurs, 4-0, 6-0 defeat against Bayern Munich and a 3-0 one. Yeah, this might be just a step too far for them, I think, Dan. Um, and it is a very obvious play. Manchester City, uh, I don't think they... I was. I looked at their next fixture in the Premier League. It's Nottingham Forest at home. I don't think they're going to be having their eye on that match too much. Now, the week after, I think they've got Arsenal um, after the next Champions League game against Leipzig. Um, but on this instance, I think they'll be focused to get a good start in the group. It could it could come get a goal difference to win win the group. You never know. So I think they'll want to put a few past Red Star here. It, it should be, I'm looking at four or five nil, Dan. Um, I, I just, it's men against the boys here, in my personal opinion. Uh, Will, have you seen any any team as short as that in, in a Champions League fixture? I don't uh, think I've seen anything that short. I, if I, I think Bayern at home to Red Star in that, in the season, the 2019-20 season that Steve was referring to, I think they went off minus three goals here as well. Right. Um, and I think there's an argument that the City team is, is a little bit stronger than that very, very strong Bayern team. Um, I'm not sure if historically... Maybe in the season when Sheriff were in uh, Champions League, they went off a bigger underdog than this, but uh, but the handicaps don't jump to mind. Um, let's talk Wednesday. Previews on three of the games in the Champions League match day one. Uh, Steve, you're first up again. Real Madrid, Union Berlin. Uh, Real Madrid, short price, minus 295. Union Berlin, plus 850. Um, you've got a bit of a downer about Union Berlin uh, anyway, so so let your hatred flow even more here. Well, I'm definitely <laughs> taking on Union Berlin here. Um, minus 1.25 Asian handicap on Real Madrid, and it's even better price than um, I put in the group chat last night. Minus 124. I don't know what I'm missing here. I, I think they're clearly the better team. I've said before about Union Berlin, I, I certainly don't think they're even one of the best four teams in Germany right now. Are they even the fifth best team? Someone like Wolfsburg might argue against that. But look, Real Madrid at home against um, anyone, really. I'm not going to be betting against Real Madrid at home in Europe against any team. And um, certainly, I will take my chances that they can, at very worst, win the game. I mean, the minus 1.25 Asian handicap, I'll explain it again. If they win by one goal exactly, Real Madrid, you only lose half your stake. We don't want to be losing anything, but it's better than losing a full 
stake, isn't it? Um, Union Berlin, I think, are going to come here quite defensive-minded, negative, and um, try and keep things tight. This could end under 2.5, to be fair. Wouldn't shock me. 2-0. I think 2-0 to Real Madrid is the most likely score in the game, by the way. But Real Madrid have got loads of experience in the Champions League. Um, they do. They have had the occasional shock. Sheriff, we mentioned that game, yeah. didn't we? Mm-hmm. They lost at home to Sheriff. I, I did my research here. Sheriff was 33-1 to that day. Was that was that win. a game that wasn't played at the Bernabeu as well? I think wasn't it? it they, Ooh, they beat them. Now you might be right there. Yeah, they didn't they be beat them right. at so where where Castilla played. But yeah, sorry. Yeah, it's still it was a shock. Um, Shakhtar actually beat them at home as well a few years ago. Or maybe it was Shakhtar, so but anyway, they do um, they do kind of occasionally throw in a bit of a surprise loss or, or or drop points. But I don't see it here because you know this is an important group. It's not that straightforward. Napoli are in it as well. Very much want to get off to a good start. But I think you've got a simple case of a reliable, proven team in Champions League against an inexperienced newcomer who really, in their own domestic nation, I don't think are that good. So I don't know what I'm missing here. I think it might be because of the Vinicius injury, but minus one. I think this Asian handicap line should be like minus close to minus one point seven five. Dan, so I'll we'll, happily we'll, take this. Uh, just just one for will on this. What, what do you do? What do you do with this side like Union Berlin? I was looking at UEFA coefficients earlier today, and obviously the, the, they've not played in the Champions League before. So, you know, they get graded down. I mean, do you grade them down in terms of ratings because they haven't played in Champions League or because Bundesliga is a strong league? Do they still get plenty of of good metrics from your point of view, from a betting point of view? The short answer is I I don't give them a downgrade or a significant one for uh, for not having experience. Yeah. Um, I do think this is an interesting game, though. Madrid, I think I mentioned on a previous show that City often get opposed in Asian markets by the by the big syndicates, and I couldn't really put my finger as to why. And I, it's the same with Real Madrid. Um, they get opposed domestically. Often they were opposed against Real Sociedad over the weekend and won. And, and, and often that happens, particularly since Vinicius got injured. That's probably the reason why we're seeing quite an attractive Real Madrid line here. I could see this moving to one and a half and then money coming for Union Berlin and pushing it back to, to one and a quarter. So I'm not really sure how to play this one myself, but I do like the Real Madrid minus one and a quarter. Wouldn't like it so much on the one and a half line. Uh, Bayern Man United next. This is again Wednesday, 3 p.m. Uh, Eastern. That uh, Real Madrid game, incidentally, 12.45 Eastern. Uh, RJ's got a, an official pick and a lean in this as well. They're both stats-based. Both, I like these ones. Um, Bayern, of course, held last Friday. United, RJ, in a complete mess at uh, the moment. Give us your official pick first. Oh. Yeah, official pick. Bayern versus Man United over 9.5 corners at minus 124. Uh, as you stated, Bayern coming off a 2-2 draw against Bayer Leverkusen on Friday. Uh, and Man United are in shambles coming off uh, two losses, two three-one losses against uh, Arsenal and then Brighton over this past weekend. Um, <clears throat> obviously, Ten Hag has made some rotation, throwing I saw Bruno Fernandes back at right center back. I mean, <clears throat> this is one of those things where I think, <clears throat> excuse me, you know, Bayern are catching Man U at a, at a very opportune time for them, especially at home. I think they're obviously, you know, on paper, the stronger side. But looking at this from a stats perspective, again, not trying to overthink this, uh, both sides in their respective home and away spots average around 10.9 corners per match. In fact, you know, both both sides have seen over eight and a half corners 77% of their time and then over nine and a half corners around 62%, which is one of the highest uh, 
percentages I've seen for corners. Every if you noticed or if you didn't look at corners market, almost every corners total is is around nine point five for all these matches. And this was a match that the, the typical average numbers between both teams exceeded that. And and at minus one twenty four, it was it was a little lower than I want, but it's it's certainly a play that I targeted for sure as my official play. And Danny, you want me to go over my lean real quick? Yeah, briefly? why not? I like this one. I, I, I like this one even more than than the corners to a certain extent because I mean, it, it's a shot on target again that you that you're looking at. I mean, Brighton. I'm just looking across here. Eight eight shots on target. That was away against Man United. And with respect to to Brighton being a good side, I don't think they're as good as Bayern Munich. So give us the numbers on your on your lean here. Yeah, to be fair, I, I went back and forth on this. I was going to make the shot on target my official play. I almost made both these plays my official plays. In fact, I might be on them officially, so I feel very strongly about it. Uh, over over 9.5 shots on target between Bayern and Man U at minus 124 as well. Same price as the corners. Again, looking at this, they both sides average around 29 shots per match. As you stated over the weekend, Brighton were able to find the, uh, the net, uh, well, at least shots on target, eight against Man U. I expect Bayern to get seven, eight on their own. To be fair, they average around 11 per match. Man, Man U average around five on target, but that number's creeping up uh, for sure, especially in their recent form. So they average around 10.2 shots on target per match, which was slightly over that 9.5. So I just kind of went from this from a metrics-driven perspective, although my gut says this this gets over as well. I like that one. Two picks, well, one official pick, one lean in the Bayern-Man United game, over nine and a half corners and over nine and a half shots on target, both around about minus 124. Uh, Will's final pick for us to wrap up the official selections before we get a few leans to wrap up with. This again on Wednesday, uh, Eastern, three o'clock, Sevilla against uh, Lens, minus 127. Sevilla Lens, plus 360. What's happened to to Lens, Steve, they're, they're bottom of the league, but they're in the Champions League or bottom of their domestic division. Um, talk us through this one. First of all... Sorry, like, Will. Yeah, sorry. I've, I've got I mean, French football and Steve on the brain. <laughs> Will. I'm sure Steve's got a lot to say about the game. <laughs> anyway, this was quite a contentious group as well, if I remember rightly, from the Futures show between Steve and Daniele. Um, with these... Oh, no, it was, P, was it PSV or was it Sevilla, Steve, that you were... Yeah. Oh, yeah, PSV, PSV, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, I just um, first of all, I want to say um, I really like uh, RJ's picks on the Bayern Man United game. Personally, I, I don't have the time to get involved in in the prop markets so much myself. I'm kind of got too much on with the main lines. But if you can't find or you're struggling to find value across the main lines, you should get involved in the prop markets because it's very hard for a bookie, for Bet Rivers traders, to 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 stay on top of all of these lines and to price them up accurately. And I and I do think that RJ has found two very very good bets in regards to to that Bayern Man United game. Um, but yeah, on to my third and final pick. No surprises. is another unders, and I'm hoping to benefit from two or three minutes of uh, total additional time again. Uh, I'm I'm expecting another KG affair um, with Sevilla potentially looking to play uh, their possession-based control game, uh, being on the front foot and uh, Lens looking to hit them on the break, uh, albeit without their uh, key attacking weapon of a Pender who they lost in the off-season to RB Leipzig, another team we've spoken about a lot on this show. It's uh, Lens' first appearance in the Champions League since 2002. Um, so far this season, they've been shut out in their last two league games. And it's really hard to see where Frank Hayes is going to find goals in this uh, quite tricky qualification group. 
the same time, I think we're looking at Sevilla, a team that will fancy themselves to go through in this group. I don't think it's necessarily going to be that easy. Um, they've struggled so far generating attacking XG uh, in La Liga this season, averaging 1.42 XG per game, despite relatively easy fixtures. On the other hand, Lens are only generating 1.19 attacking XG uh, so far this season in League 1. So I, it's it's really the same as my other two picks. It's a similar kind of narrative where I think the market is really looking towards an uptick in attacking trends and underlying attacking numbers across Europe. Um, and I think this really does present opportunities for unders betters to identify situations, particularly where two relatively equal strength teams um, have a higher chance than the market is giving it uh, giving it credit for in playing out a kg opening group stage game so my pick here is again under 2.5 goals minus 104 shade under even money go on then steve quickly what's wrong with Lance? can't score goals missing lois appender massively and um if you want a bit of value uh bet in this game i reckon severe winter nil at plus 200 could be worth a go uh we've got some leans one tuesday lean a couple of wednesday leans that we haven't um touched on just yet um steve you go tuesday um group g one of the early kickoffs young boys leipzig what's the what's the lean here well i think the it's about time we gave the overs a little bit of love it's and, the only um, overs on the show and it's not even an official pick it's only a lean <laughs> it's not even a pick the line is at three, and I wanted a 2.75 goal line here. There's been a few, there's loads of games that I wanted a bit of a lower goal line. Arsenal, PSV, or the Bayern Munich game. I wanted, you know, something a bit lower. But um, this is the only one I'd maybe consider getting involved in. Young boys' games, generally at home in Europe, unknown for being quite high, high scoring, aren't they? And we know how Leipzig play end to end. But I've just looked at some recent fixtures. They're actually on a run of both teams to score no in, in six straight games, the young boys. And we, we saw in the in the previous qualifying round that they did sort of defend quite well against, it was only Maccabi Haifa. But I just wonder, you know, is there a different sort of approach for them now? Are they going to be a bit more mature? So that's what would put me off. If it was a 2.75 goal line, I'd, I'd get involved. But there's too much of a chance of an exact push. I don't want to sweat my ass off for a push here. Hmm. So, But I do think goals. Okay, goals in the Young Boys Leipzig game. We've got three on Wednesday. RJ, you go Arsenal, PSV. What's the play? What's the lean? Yeah, lean is both teams to score at minus 134. I, I omitted this play simply because of the, the price. I think it's a little low, and it's I have some question marks. But, I mean, Arsenal have had both teams to score in their last six matches at home. PSV on the road have been a little bit more inconsistent, a little less tricky. Uh, they've, they've had some strong matches against, like, Feyenoord where they kept a clean sheet against them. You know, they're obviously a strong side, and, in Holland domestically or, or Netherlands domestically, but both teams to score have landed 74% of the time between both these sides in their respective home and away spots over the last 25 matches. So again, from a metrics perspective in this tournament, 74% chance of both teams to score is pretty strong. Right. And, and my, and the price is probably appropriate at minus minus one thirty-four. Cool. And will you're cozying up to the boss, Nigel, even more with two more unders leans here. Yeah, it's hard to resist the unders across this uh, match day one. Um, my first lean is on Braga Napoli under 2.75 goals. I was trading at minus 107 last time I looked. It wouldn't be a European show without mentioning Steve's favourite phrase. Uh, Braga's a tough place to go. Um, I think 
Yeah, Braga is a tough place to go. They've got a strong record domestically and in is Europe. Braga the, is Braga the grounds where one end of the stadium is just like a whole rock? Yeah. Sorry, nice. go on. It just is, yeah. I think I think coupled coupled with that, I think the markets is is obviously very high on the Osimhen Cravatelli uh, partnership, but really Cravatelli has not really has not looked himself so far this season. So I think um, I think there may be some value in the unders. Uh, Braga played out a very tight uh, final qualification round against Panathinaikos. There were four goals over two games. They won the second leg, one um, 0 I can see this. Uh, I can see this being another tight, um, tight match day one game. Uh, and then my second lean is under two point five goals, minus one one seven. Real Sociedad Inter, very competitive group. A group where I think Real Sociedad are quite underrated. I've got a lean on Real Sociedad plus a quarter of a goal as well, but uh, I wanted a better price than the current minus one thirty two on offer. Um, Despite them being underrated, Real Sociedad's attacking numbers are not that great. Uh, an average generation of 1.39 attacking XG in their game so far this season. Um, on the other hand, Inter's attack has started uh, has started on fire so far this season in Serie A, but I think they might be happy with a point away from home here. So I can I could see a 1-1 one, one, one type scoreline. I think the price is a little too short though at minus 117. So for that reason, it's just a lean for me. Just a lane uh, for unders, uh, two and a half goals in that uh, L'Oreal Inter game. Very quickly then, best bets. We've had an awful lot of selections. We've had some leans as well. Let's get the pick of the bunch. One apiece. Steve, what's your best bet on match day one of the Champions League? Uh, Manchester City minus three Asian handicap, Dan. Okay. RJ, what's your best bet? I'm going to go with the corners bet. Bayern versus Man United over nine and a half corners at minus 124. Like that well, uh, Will, if you were only to have one bet this midweek on the Champions League, it would be? AC Milan, Newcastle under 2.75 and minus 105, although it has shortened since. Uh, we're all on the unders bandwagon, it would appear. Uh, Nigel will be happy. That wraps up Betting Weekly Extra Time Champions League edition. Many thanks to Steve, to Will and to RJ. Don't forget to take advantage of all of the in-play markets uh, with Bet Rivers. And a final shout-out to the Future Show. It's also up on YouTube. All the outright picks for the Champions League 23-24. That's your lot from us for now. Goodbye.